What would this be? I think technically it's episode three because our first one bombed out. Episode uh, 2.5. 2.5. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a half one because we've got stuff to do tonight. Well, that and the, that was kind of a half-ass effort, you know. The first time? No, actually, it was a full effort, but it was. I thought so. It was, but it was too full. I, maybe I don't know. I I wouldn't even say it was. I don't know what it was, but it was it was not my best performance. I would call uh, it disconnected. Yeah, like, like we were. The funny thing is, is most people would never notice. Most people would think, "Oh, those are two boring dudes." <laughs> That's exactly, Nothing more. That's exactly, that's exactly right. And you know what I did? So I invited like my yeah my dad yeah my I, well actually I sent it to my sisters and my dad ended up showing up, and I was just like, oh man, I just I really hope that none of them had watched it and all of them had. <laughs> and of course they were like, oh, it was not that bad. It was no. okay. I was like, yeah. Well, I watched it back. I thought, oh yeah, it wasn't that bad, but it wasn't that good. It would be a. It would have. It would have probably been like, you know why they said that. Because they're trying probably, to be nice? <laughs> no, it's probably the typical conversation they have with you. <laughs> Literally, it's like when you're talking to family, like what do you, you're catching up, it's kind of boring. Yeah. But when you're with your buddies, it's interesting. Yeah, but that wasn't very, you know, even, I wasn't even wasn't. interested in that conversation. I you know? agree. I mean, you know, and that's so unlike you and I speaking. Exactly. You know? But they don't know what you and I speak like. Uh, See what I'm saying? That's, you're right. They Does that make yeah, sense? They didn't have a point of reference. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So they probably thought, oh, yeah, that's just how <laughs> sounds like Adam does. <laughs> Boring shithead. Yeah. Well, you know, well, we're over it. We got through it. No. So live for our first time, that's kind of tough, wasn't it? It's exciting and scary. And I don't think we bombed. It wasn't. I, yeah. Technically, we bombed. I, I felt bad. I, I just felt bombed. I, I just, it just didn't. It was not clicking for me at all. No. I, it yeah. just was not. I, I don't know. And I don't, I don't think. I don't think it was a nerves thing or anything. It was oh, just not. It maybe, was. Yeah, maybe it was. What well, you? I mean, technically, do you know what it was? Like, have you thought about it? Did you ever really put much thought into it? I why, thought. Why I thought tremendously about it. I, with the, you know, trying not to just beat myself up about it, but yeah, we were disconnected. It, it was almost like we were. That's a good point. We weren't friends. You know, it, it was almost like an interview. You know, we weren't. I don't know. Well, and I'm what, not saying that about you. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, but I wasn't in it either. I'm, or I wasn't in it at all. It, I'm, actually, I'm not saying that about you at all. I'm saying that more about me. Well, when you said you disconnected, know? that's what it was. Yeah. Our brains disconnected. Do we want to get into the science stuff? Sure. So, uh, <clears throat> do you know what fight or flight is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I experienced it that night. Exactly. You do you know the, why? You saw the fear in my eyes. I wanted to get I, the hell out of there. I mean, I think I, it was interesting to me when I figured out what fight or flight is. It's... Um, it's that mechanism that shuts our brains down. It doesn't really shut our brain down. It severs the communication between the prefrontal cortex and our brain. And supposedly we re- we process information here in the prefrontal cortex. But once cortisol is released, it severs the communication. That's why when you get a little stressed, you're like, I don't know. Give me a fucking second. I can't think right now. Because you can't. You can't process information. You disconnect from accessing knowledge memories you know what i'm saying it's like you're literally just like i've got to get the fuck out of here that's exactly where i was and so when it gets really really high like in a car accident or a fist fight you're severed there's no communication it's it's all body it's you you know it's not you start turning the steering wheel or hitting the brakes it's reaction anyways i think we we experienced on a scale from one to ten a three yeah or a four 
Yeah. We managed to somehow squeak it out. Yeah. yeah. And we're here now. Yeah. We're doing it again. Hey, what do you do? What is that when you like interested in, what is that where people like abuse themselves? Flogging? No, is that what that is? Is it, is it flatulation? It's a flatulation. I the, think you're right. The, the yeah, whip. yeah, where they whip themselves. Are we into that? Uh, you know what? I, it's funny that, that you say that. I don't that. think flatulation's that, isn't it? It's, it's, flatulation. It's, I know fla- flatulation is, is also, uh, flatulence is a fart. Okay. But I, I thought that was the, the verb of flogging is to flatulate. I don't know. I think. I don't know. Anyhow, when I left here, my neighbor, who I'd sent also sent the link to, mm. he was also an ex-Catholic. I, I told him, you know, that I just immediately walked out of here. I'm like, oh, that was shit. You know, I, I just, I felt personally that I had yeah. really disconnected. But, um, and then we got into that whole conversation about needing, about Catholic guilt and needing to punish ourselves and admit our sins to everyone. Yeah. So, um, and then we got into the flatulation part. So you and him talked about it. Yeah. Going and buying one of those whips. So I well, I figure us doing this again is a good example of there that. Go. There's another word for it. I can't think the name of it, but uh, my vocabulary is not so good. I know a lot of things without a vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the redneck version of a guy that memorizes a lot of scientific shit. No doubt. Yeah. That's no me. You you certainly do. You have quite a knowledge base. that. Of... I just keep it simple. Yeah. It's so funny. I have I can't spell. And my vocabulary sucks, but I would hey, say it sucks. Uh, it's not good. Mm, <laughs> not good. Uh, you're all right. You, you do fine. Well, anyways, we're here. We're back. It's good to be back. Yeah. I mean, honestly, no shit. We, we haven't hung out in a while either. I think so, since that night. So, yeah. We haven't hung out once. Maybe so. <laughs> were, you, were you shunning me? No, I, I didn't know what happened. <laughs> no, that's no, kind of how we are, though. Oh yeah, we don't hang out every day. Oh no doubt. Yeah, I mean, and I, I mean, I have lots of friends like that where I just don't, I don't see them for a month, two Some months, and, and it doesn't really matter. It, you know, that's all my friends. Yeah, you kind of pick up where you left off. Yeah, but it's good to be back, and I, <sighs> well, I, you know, I have to say I missed you. I missed you too. Yeah, I was thinking, what, what, what? I don't know. It's been a week. Nothing's news changed, has it? Two weeks, right? It's been two weeks. Nothing new has changed between us. A lot of the, uh, what's funny is there's so many things we can't talk about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It sucks. I mean, for, for, whether it be personal or whether it be personal, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? We can't talk about our. We can't talk about. We can't talk about anything. Well, that we kind of sucks. We, you can talk all the personal stuff you want. I guess. No, yeah. Well, there's a lot of personal things I don't mind talking about, but you know what I'm saying? Oh, no. there, we have hobbies. I know. Yes. Yeah. That'll leave oh, the leave people to wonder. I don't even want to get into it. The hobbies. I don't want to get into it. But there's so many things we can talk about. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? So you asked me, or you was talking to Dakota earlier about. Oh, I was just saying I, what it is about you that makes people want to open up to you. Like. Oh, I think I figured you know, that out. And it's just kind of weird. You just seem to randomly get people to open up to you, like strangers and things, all kinds of people, you know. All the time. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't always that way. So I think when I was younger, I like to fix things. Most men do. Yeah. Right? It's in our nature. Yep. But I am obsessive when it comes to fixing things. Like, uh, you know, I'm all about the root cause. And mm-hmm. 
So anytime someone is telling me their problem, which back then was kind of rare, <laughs> right? Now it's normal. Yeah. But I realized the switch was I became vulnerable first. So I had this thing. I realized when I started talking on camera, I did it to be vulnerable. I did it to be honest. I did it to talk about the things that scared me most, which was me being vulnerable. And I realized this, the moment I did that, I became vulnerable to the world and the world became vulnerable to me. So that's the transition. When I was younger, people would tell me about their problems and I'd be like, well, your fucking problem's this. You should blah, 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 right? Just give the advice and it doesn't work. And that's what most people do. Most people, most everyone, you have a problem, they've got a solution. But do you not think you you might ha still have some of that in you? In that, yeah, I do. In that, you know, I, do. I, I don't mean that in a bad way either. No, I mean, I mean it is that, a bad thing. That, no, I, I'm saying that I, I don't think it is a bad thing, but I'm just, I'm just wondering if that isn't part of it and that you tell people answers rather than just nod your head and you engage them. Well, you know? the reason why people open up more now is because I opened up more. Okay, so I started talking about my insecurities, my life. You know what I mean? The things that scare me, my relationships, my wife, my friends, my kids. You know, I started talking about the things that I felt I was doing wrong or the things that I came short on. And then that 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 you're you're opening up the the conversation for them. Oh, I've done that too. I, I became relatable. How's that? Yeah. That's the secret. Yeah. I think I, I without intentions, just communicating with people more and more. The more vulnerable I were, what the more vulnerable I was to people, the more vulnerable and open they were to me. So you've been, you know, pretty successful in in business and your career and everything else. And, and generally, you know, whatever you put your mind to, you've been really successful. But so, do you think that applies to that? I mean, it, because it's, you know, you're working in the corporate world like I am, and. Do you think that's those same rules apply like you? Yes. Yeah. When I say vulnerable, I mean, I'm fucking brutally honest, but not honest in the way that I'll tell somebody what I think. Right. Um, I tell them what I think with with empathy and compassion. And um, I never hold back ever. And I think and I know that's kind of a broad no. statement, but no, but but a lot of people don't hold back and they're annoying. Exactly. I said it, but the way I do it is in a way that is not necessarily submissive, but I believe what I'm saying to the point I'm okay walking out of the building. Like if I say something, I'm willing to lose my job or an opportunity. I'm not going to say something to be divisive or hurtful. Uh, I, I say it because it's what I believe. And I know that may not no, no, attached I, to what I'm saying. No, but no, no, no. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm okay. talking. You. Dakota, I, okay. So when you was talking about, I don't know if this relates. Something I was thinking about. If I'm going to do this, excuse me. If I'm going to do this, I have to figure out how to stay on track. And I was thinking about it today. For me, it's a cobweb, right? Mm -hmm. A cobweb of ideas. You know what I mean? Yep. A, 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 an exploration of ideas. That's the whole point of this. And. For me, it's all connected. 
I spend all my time looking at this stuff, but I go from one thing to the fucking next, and 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 I, and it's I think it's why you tend to like you say after about twenty minutes you're like fuck it I'm done I tune out, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I've got to figure out how to stay. For me, it is all on topic. So, anyways, I'm already digressing. No, no, no it I'm is. really bad about digressing. It, it is, but okay. So, you know, one of the things we talked about, one of the early conversations we had about this at Toots. Yep. was um, Toots, our sponsor. Thank you. Uh, no, not yet. No. Never? No. Never? I don't know. <laughs> Continue. Um, not our sponsor. <laughs> but, you know, the way, you know, I manage people and projects and, you know, mapping this out, like getting a whiteboard out and saying, you know, you, you can still be random, but you don't, it doesn't have to be random on the spot. It could be random. Okay, we're sitting down, 30 minutes before the, the the show and you're you're putting this on a whiteboard and trying to keep if you're if you're worried about getting off track then you know just draw a you know some circles on the board and say this is you know I was thinking about this I've been thinking about that and then you know you can expand on it from there you don't have to that's one big ass whiteboard. That, that <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a very confusing whiteboard. I mean, that's that's the only thing that kind of keeps my head in it. it I think for, I for just got a long gotta, period of time. I, I need some kind of structure, and well, that's maybe that's why I I I disconnect after twenty minutes. Well, I, I think you disconnect because I'm not capable of staying on topic, and I think it's my flaw. I think if people tune out, mm. it's it's my fault. It's not that. I have such great ideas. No, because that, because it, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But no, it's fine. But I mean, I'm I'm sure there's other people that are that could stick with you for an hour, two hours, yeah, three hours. It's rare though. So I don't. But okay, so I, but I'm at thirty minutes. So yeah. I mean, it, it, it's all about the person too. You know, it's not. You can, I, I can't just say it's totally you. It's it's my need to you know get up and wander Move on. and yeah. you know yeah. just. No, I start, I'm starting, I think, I think ultimately I need to start paying attention when, when I see people starting to say, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're checking out. Yeah. But I'm talking way too much, but, but you know, you get on these rolls when you have an idea, you don't want to stop. You're, it's, you're exploring. I'm oh, yeah. exploring the possibilities, you know? And a lot of times when we go really deep, it's like deep, it's like I'm stretching the fabric of my imagination is the best way I can describe it. Like it's... These are very complicated ideas. To render something down yep. is hard. Yeah. And it's taken me years to understand what nip it in the bud means. We literally had that conversation today. It was my hairstylist. We were talking about her situation and, and why it got so far. I asked her, what does nip it in the bud mean? And she couldn't answer. I was like, but we've been told that our whole life, right? Yep. Girl, you just got to nip it in the bud. Mm -hmm. It's the truth. We don't nip it we we allow someone to apologize and we say okay just don't let it happen again and we just keep letting it happen and happen and happen until it gets out of hand and you're divorced hmm. that's the way i see it or you're fired or the company's imploding i'm saying if we learn to nip things in the bud in the moment we'd be better off but we've already digressed you was asking me about corporations and well, we were talking about and how I interact with people. I was, I was yes. Okay. So again, I'm you, so glad you it's said it's not just a, a personal thing. So you you told me the story about the hitchhiker slash wanderer that you met in Arkansas. I mean, yeah. I, I'm trying to think of what the difference yeah. between that guy is mm -hmm. and the guy in the corporate office. Oh, and, and I'm you, talking about I interact just, with people that are but very. You, you seemed I know, and you seemed to like just be so fluid with it, and 
Well, it kind of pisses me off to be honest. Well, with you. it does. I, I'm genuinely fascinated by people. I really am. Um, Dakota explained it to me best. So he he's been editing a tremendous amount of my work. So I didn't realize when I was shooting these videos that he was going to be the one editing a lot of the interviews, a lot of the people that I interact <clears> with. <throat> and he he knows me as dad, right? Mm-hmm. Man of the house, dad, friend, father, whatever. Or the way I interact when when it's a room of people. But when the door closes, how does dad really interact? How does dad really interact with people that are, you could say, um, on a corporate level beneath or above, mm-hmm. right? And so my philosophy's always been, we're the same. If I had to look at a superior that acted as if they were on a high horse, that thought or felt they were better than me, I realized a long time ago, we're the exact same. We're humans with different responsibilities. You are a supervisor or a manager or a director or a CE fucking O. Doesn't matter to me. Those are the responsibilities you wanted in life. Not necessarily me. Because you accepted those responsibilities, you get compensated for it, but it doesn't mean that we're different. The guy sweeping the floor is probably smarter than either one of us. Oh, that's the analogy that I use. And I say, so as my supervisor or manager or whoever you are to me, I say, I only use this when when they have an attitude towards me, when they think they're superior to me, right? Mm. I say, we're the same with different responsibilities. Your job is to let me know what the company needs and your job is also let the company know what i need you understand mm-hmm. what i'm saying yeah have Ultimately, you actually have you actually, uh, actually said that say it as fucking high as you want to go as soon as i detect a little bit of superiority right i drag them down to where we're eye to eye but what he said was i was telling you dakota said you treat everybody the same but the same as in the way I want to be treated, anybody that is nervous, scared, afraid to be on camera, afraid, whatever, I try to build them up. I try to make them a superstar, and anyone that thinks they're better than a human, I pull them down. And I, I treat them, I don't, I'm not disrespectful. Like, it's a fucking, I, I think I've developed some kind of art form. There's some kind of fine line there, for sure. It, it, and, and it's and scary you, sometimes. And you've figured it out, something out that I... Dude, it's, I mean, it's scary. I, just, I, I get in rooms with people that have a shit ton of fucking power, over thousands of people, and I have to pull my shit together. You know, it's not easy, but it's something I've developed over time. But I ultimately, at the, in the at, when it boils down to it, I've, in my heart, in my heart, I believe we are the same with different responsibilities. You needed more responsibility. You needed something that I didn't. I don't want to be in charge of people. And that's how I kind of look at it. It's like, it's something you need, not me. But I know, maybe that doesn't make sense, but that's the way I feel. It's like, in my heart, I believe that we are equal. So when I see someone that doesn't believe in themselves, dude, it's my fucking responsibility to lift them up and say, bitch, you can do this. Like, you have all the ability in the world. Like, like, you just got to take it. So I try to lift them up. And the rest of these motherfuckers that, think they're above all of us i'm like no come here you know does that make sense yeah but but i also think that they there's something about it that they admire or you know the balls on you kind of thing it is you know one of those things it's well 
okay. Something I was, I can't drop, I, I don't want to talk about people in yeah. general, but uh, um, somebody brought it to me recently. Somebody very high up in my world that I admire greatly. And we have a, we became friends. We have a tremendous amount of respect for each other. And the only reason why he and I are friends, he's so high up that we don't even talk about our friendship uh, publicly. Like it would be, mm -hmm. we both feel like, or at least I feel like it would be a conflict of interest sure. almost, you know, uh, he, he's, yep. but the reason why we're friends is because the moment we met, um, we talked about underwear, mm. <laughs> no bullshit. He, we, he just tried to create a conversation about something. He, I don't, it was just random as fuck, but he's like, he taught, he was telling me about his underwear and I was like, ah, you're wearing fucking magic underwear. Are you? <laughs> he's like, what do you mean? I said, expicios. <laughs> Mm. He's like, what? The, how did you know? I was like, if you got good underwear, they're exficios. That's the best made. They're like thirty dollars a pair. I know. I got several pair, and they last forever. They have a lifetime warranty if you buy them at REI. They do? Yeah. I have no idea. Exficio. They're like thirty-five dollars a pair for a pair of underwear. Okay. I call them magic underwear. REI. Hello. Yeah. So, anyways, that kind of hit it off, and but 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 I, it was important for me to treat him like he's one of us you know what i mean like because ultimately people just want to be accepted you know he could hear us joking around as, yeah. and i just brought him into our group anyways i ultimately that's why we're friends to this day and he's gone way the fuck up since then which he was way up then but um but i don't think i treated him the same as i would have you <laughs> i i would not treat you any differently look i don't treat my fucking kids differently than i treat you i it's about respect okay I treat everyone with the same amount of respect. Okay, I cuss a lot. I crack joke at people, jokes at people's expenses, but I do it with my kids. I do it with you. I do it with everybody I know, and it's all in good fun. And I don't make fun of people. Uh, you know what I mean? I try to treat people with an insane amount of respect, but by God, I expect it as well. That's the secret. If I don't expect that same level of respect, they could never, you know. Okay, so, okay. So here's here's the thing, though. The the, the other side of that, and, and it sounds like a, I feel like I'm just like kissing your ass, and I'm really no, not. I, I mean, you're, I mean, anyhow. I, I, these are just things. Trust that, me, these that, are the things I was interested. These, these in. are the things that I've observed, but I'm not sure a lot of people could pull that person into a conversation. And I mean, what is it about somebody it, else it takes time that can't that that again? Okay. Don't don't act the same. You know almost cower to people of power and things of power and you know okay so you asked me what's the difference and why would people cower out first of all i'll say that i didn't start off like this like i was the biggest bitch you've ever seen when it came to standing up for what i believe in when it came to telling people what i thought now i may think it mm -hmm. fuck him or fuck her you can't talk to me that way but i was thinking it i never said it in the moment and by the way, that's no way to handle any situation. Yeah. I could only speak my mind when I was mad. And it took me a lot of years to understand that that was weak. To only be able to tell someone mm. what you think when you're angry is weak. Or drunk. Drunk, yeah. I, I mean, mean, I think that's even weaker, really. I agree. You know, I'm you just, should be I'm able just, to tell someone what you I, think. I'm just thinking, you know. Well, you should be able to tell someone what you think. Like we're speaking here, there's with zero emotion to be as stoic as possible. Happy, sad, mad, angry, fear, 
anxiety, like nothing. Like it's just a conversation. No, no. You know what I mean? Think about the people you respected in life. They did not react to the comments they heard from a crowd, right? They responded, but they never react ever. And a reaction is a response with an emotional connotation. It means you had an effect on them. If they re if someone is reacting, it means you were able to get through. It means you were able to that dagger. It means you had an effect on them. Mm. But if they respond, right, it's a very powerful way of being. And I think the goal for me was was to I just admired people that were not easily manipulated, people that didn't snap so easily. So I was fortunate yeah. enough to work with people that were terrifying. I've worked for um, a guy named Mike Clifton, Boris Yurkovich, and we'll stop there because those are p previous employers of mine, and they were both scary as shit. And scary in the way that I just respected them beyond, it was, it was respect. Okay, so I think there's two types of effective leaders. Leaders that lead out of fear and leaders that lead with respect. So a leader that says, if you don't get this done, you might look for another job. Mm. So that's fear. Or a leader that your only fear is to disappoint them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Those are true fucking leaders. Mm. And the difference between those leaders, the leader that leads with fear or that iron fist, you'll do it out of fear, out of out of fear of judgment or fear of losing your job, whatever. It's some type of fear. But if there's a problem, you'll be the first one to drive a bus over them. You know, you'll throw them under a bus, mm -hmm. right? But the ones that you respect, you love, you would you would lay down in front of a bus for them. You'd you'd die for them. You know what I mean? So you do understand what they're talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, because oh, I've known some. I, I they're rare. Absolutely known some. Yeah. Positively, no doubt. So Gunny I, Duckett. Is one. That is mine, for sure. So I think I was lucky that I was able to work around. Okay, I'll say another one. Bill Barnes. These are coworkers of mine. Bill Barnes, Brian Durham. Two of the greatest minds I've ever met. Besides that, they were, there was such an age difference between us that I got to see how they reacted. They were older? Yeah, I was in my 20s and they were in their 40s, I guess. Okay. And I seen how they interacted with upper management. I was a bitch in the way I dealt with it. You, you know what I mean? I, I could get mad and get my way, but they could be like, no, we're not doing that. They didn't give a fuck. They weren't mad. You, mm. They were just emotionless. Yeah. That's, that's a dumb idea. Mm. Or they would say, no, I had to make a business decision. And I thought, what the fuck? They're telling the boss this, mm. right? I think I was lucky enough to be exposed to that. Mm. And so... I guess I practiced that. I pra I think what it's called is self-respect. They respected themselves oh, enough yeah. to say what they believe and not back down because they were in fear of losing their job. They had enough respect to say, well, if you don't like what I'm saying, I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. Not, if you don't like what I'm saying, I'll fucking go somewhere else. Yeah. Two totally different things. Beta, alpha, right? Yeah. A reaction is beta, alpha is a response. Okay, so, so for the common... The common individual. What 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 does one do to practice to stoicism? <clears throat> practice never reacting. Practice a response. 
when you, so if you were ever in a, the world of maintenance, which is high pressure, let's say manufacturing, some of the most high pressure situations you can imagine, we're talking about seconds and minutes count, thousands of dollars a second. And imagine you have the supervisor that say you're in maintenance and you have a supervisor. Well, and there's, a, there's a production side. There's a maintenance side. Production side, freaking the fuck out. If we don't get this line running, we got to send a thousand people home, right? Mm -hmm. Then you got a maintenance guy thinking, if we don't get this fucking line running, they're going to send a thousand people home, and I've got to come up with a reason why we why this happened. You know, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to answer. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah. So you have a stressed the fuck out supervisor because he's worried about his superiors. If the way I would handle those, the way I've always handled those is to try to de-escalate the situation, not escalate the situation. Even though I was under a tremendous amount of stress, I would say, look, man, we're doing the best we can. We've got this. We're going to figure it out. You just got to chill the fuck out, okay? Mm -hmm. Calm down and let us do what we're best at because it's not going to get fixed any faster by you coming over here and putting all this additional unnecessary pressure because I wouldn't say this, but it's ultimately because you're scared of reporting to your superior because you fear the consequences when there is no fucking consequences. So is, is that the key then? That's to, the key to, to, to deescalate. Well, always but is the key to aid them in their fear is, 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 is to or to. Um, to make them less fearful, you know. I mean, to, to, think about to, like, like oh, if you're telling this to a total stranger without that story. Like, what would you? What would be the, the the things you did? Not specifically there, but like if again, I can't help but think in steps. Get behind my and and get be, I can't help but think in steps. And yeah. and I, I see okay. things in, on a chart. Okay. And then so if if you come into a situation like that and it's uncomfortable and you know you've got all these people yeah. pissed, no matter what it was. You know, what would a leader do? A true fucking that's leader. Do you think he's going to come in and accelerate that's the, question, the problem? I guess. No, that's do you think the he's going to he's going to throw gasoline on the fire? No, he's a fire extinguisher. I've seen some that have done, like, no, done that, but not true that, leaders. Yeah, not truly effective leaders. Yep. There's scientific reasons why that tactic is not as effective. What was we talking about before? Cortisol. What happens cortisol. when cortisol is released? Cortisol, and, 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 and you've just made that connection for me, and holy I shit. Know. So Because I've had some shitty reason, leaders that have, yeah. have have spiked the cortisol in me. Exactly. But I've had and some good ones, too, but who didn't? The good ones will say, listen, man, don't you worry about this production supervisor. We fucking got this. A good supervisor, a really, really effective one, will be like, listen, guys, I trust you. You should fucking trust them. It's your it's your guys. Yeah. And if they're not going to do a good job, you'll know that. You can weed them out eventually. But if I come in and escalate the situation as a supervisor and I create, like, listen, fuck, I need answers. I need to know how much longer is it going to be. Like, listen, guys, we got to get this motherfucker running. And I show weakness. I showed fear right there, right? Did oh, yeah. you see that dramatic display? Oh, yeah. All that's doing is putting additional pressure on the technicians yeah. that feel that they release more cortisol, their brain shuts down, they can't process a simple fucking thought. They can't. They just can't figure it out because, for the most part, some people can because some people don't give a fuck. The ones that don't give a fuck will be like, listen, calm down. We got this. 
So what I'm saying is, don't blame anyone in life for anything. Blame yourself for everything. It's your job. If you want to do what we're talking about, if you're looking for that secret, your secret is to always de-escalate a situation. Not by saying, everything's going to be okay. Fuck off. It's like saying, it's by saying, look, let me do my fucking job and everything will be okay. Like to be assertive, to believe in your fucking self. Yeah. But that takes practice. Oh yeah. It takes practice. You have to go through a dozen failures and get it right once. God damn it. I feel pretty good about myself. Does that make sense? I I think you have to have the mindset that you are actually practicing though. You can't just say, I mean, a million situations that a million people have been through. It's like, it's like, but you have to, you have to years. You have to know that you're practicing for something better. Years, not just repeating the same old bullshit over and over again. Because I mean, years, 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 again, years. To, so that would be another core concept: is that you're in practice mode. You're not just fucking saying for the rest shit. of your life. That's right. That's right. Exactly. For you're, the rest of your life, repeating the what same. What are you old practicing bullshit. though? Get in front of the mic. What are you practicing? Tell me what you're practicing. What is that? What are you practicing? What are you practicing? Me personally? For? No, everyone. When oh. you're when you're talking about you gotta practice this, what is that? What is this practicing? What who's it for? I mean it it varies by person. Everyone's got their own version of what of their, their perfect self. That's, yeah. You know, I mean, so I'm you know, my my practicing has been has shifted over the last couple of years, you know, and last since I was, you know, in high but school. But what's the really? point of practicing in general? Let's just say in general. What is the default reason why I would practice anything of this caliber or whatever? To be a better man. That's it. Yeah. To be a better version of you that never ends until you die. So for the rest of your life, that sense of I'm not good enough should always fucking be there. Right. That sense of I can be better should always be there. Not to the point you beating yourself with a fucking whip like we were talking about flatulation flatulation yes not to that point but to the point that you should never be satisfied the moment you're satisfied you should be ready to pull the plug okay so i'm going to tell you this from from a different point of view though so yes you should never be satisfied but you but the the key factor of practicing your in your practice mode changes everything because so many people like this guy i know um he just looks at it as a failure, not not practicing, but as a failure. So you know. Okay. Well, there's a the difference. I'm, I'm saying, that's but, I, but I'm saying point. that's that's the way. If you apply the practice mode to it, mm-hmm. then it then you because practicing means you can you can swing and miss. Well, and I it's think, okay because it's practice, right? Well, yeah. So, but, but you know that we need a new word. You're, I gotta say, there's a new word. We need a new word, a new word that will take the place of mistakes. Because, see, I believe everything. I mean, I can draw this out. One day we're going to get a camera that looks down because I want to draw this stuff out. The only way you accomplish anything in life, the only way you grow and expand your potential, right, yourself as an individual, is to go out and take chances, which are, you know, possibly making mistakes. And mistakes are fucking important. They're, oh, they're, they're critically important because you only, you hear that, you only learn from your mistakes. The only time... A failure happens is when you don't learn anything from your mistakes. I think that's a failure when you don't learn something from it. But I, I, I would love to, to define, to create a new word. I think about this all the time. I would love to come up with a new word that 
is the epitome like that 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 would embrace we we should embrace mistakes my philosophy is we should encourage mistakes not parents saying don't do this let me learn from my mistakes no no it doesn't work that way we we if we if you respect someone to the point that you can learn from their mistakes well they're a very special person and they do exist but that's 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 trust beyond like that's a whole nother level of trust do you can you even remember very many people in your life that you respected and trusted so much that you're like yeah i'm not fucking doing that like it's it, it, they're rare i not think everyone's what? i'm not doing what he did or she did Right, I, I'm gonna. Oh, I yeah. respect it, but oh, that's rare. Yeah, for it's sure. Not, yeah, it's not necessarily your parents. Yeah, it's usually the last people. Well, you, no, no, I, no, I, I, no. You're right. It is rare. It's just, it goes back to that that one guy or that one girl or that one person leader that you trusted them, you yeah. respected them, not out of fear, right? But out of love, out of respect. That's the difference. That's the difference between uh, uh, two different types of effective leaders. A leader that leads with fear, a leader that leads out of respect. Like, hey, you can do better. But I, I'm talking about a leader that leads out of respect, but also <clears throat> demands respects. I'm not talking about somebody that's a pushover. I'm talking about somebody. Hold on. I kind of switched lanes. No, there. I, I, I'm. But I'm, I'm. We're on the right track. But what was you saying? I, to I'm, make me I'm, go that I'm way. I'm still. I'm still back to my original statement of having the the mindset that you're in practice mode, and that. Again, in a practice in practice mode, you can swing and miss. You can swing and miss. You can swing That's and miss. It. Okay, it doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't affect your psyche. Yeah. Otherwise, you swing and miss. You're you're at the game. You're at the yeah. fucking game, yeah. and, and you swing yeah. and miss, and you strike out, and, all- you, and you lost the fucking game for the entire team. So that's the thing. If you know, it, everything is not a fucking. It's not the World Series. Series. It's a. It's a. Fuck series, the World Series. It's a series of practices that mistakes. You know, but if, it's, if you it's see all, the mistake as a, as a practice, no, well, versus it, a yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, bad, yeah. or I mean, either versus that's like, what I'm saying. We like need a, a new word. Bad decision, you know, like like a fucking, you know. Well, I'm saying that's why we need a new word, a word that is embraced, a word that represents how do we grow as an individual? We grow as an individual by being tested, by yes. by kind of yes. you could say failing, but but going through. Oh shit, that didn't work the way I'd expected. Let's say it's a mechanical issue. Let's say it's a programming. Let's say it's a relationship. Doesn't matter. All, all of them. You you try your way. It doesn't work. That's important because now that it didn't work, you have to say, "Well, shit, I got to think about this." Right. Mm. So you have to dive in from another angle. You wind up learning it. Here's even here's a better example. Break it. Right. Yeah. Take something apart and break it. Yeah. It, you will learn so much. You will learn it from the inside out. Does that make sense? Oh, if yeah. you have to dive into oh, yeah. the internals, you could be an expert. So the only way you ever become an expert at anything is by making a shit fuck ton of mistakes. You're never going to find one expert that didn't make all the mistakes. That's their gift. That's their secret. They just made all the mistakes. Okay, here's a great example. Do you know what how AI works? Artificial mm-hmm. intelligence? Mm-hmm. Tell me. How does it work? Basically, it's able to adapt to changing situations, some type of technology that is able to see the variances in situations and adapt. I mean, adaption is the biggest. Explain it to a six-year-old. Um, so, if it's not, it's, how does it's, it learn? It's, it's able to see. So, if you know, if it was 
trying to figure out which one of these cups were the was the fullest. And it's not an A or B situation. It's it could be both. Well, no, no, that's not. That's a shitty example. Delete that. Well, how about this? Delete that. <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. No. So have you seen where they run two AIs against each other? To yes. Like learn yes. game. Well, like games? like like the game IBM Go? the IBM uh, machines. Yeah. You know the, the the chess game. So why? Okay, so it's it's basically this simple. Artificial intelligence is so good because it's able to make thousands of mistakes a second. It can make all the mistakes. It can see every possible chess move. It doesn't. Nope, that would fail. Nope, that would fail. Like it, it simulates the move and sees that it's going to fail and memorizes it, which is what we do bad at. We're terrible at remembering our mistakes. We tend to make the same mistake over and over throughout history. Mm -hmm. Like we just don't do well at learning from our mistakes. But AI is incredible because it stores that as a binary number mm -hmm. and it knows it cannot do that. Again, it basically learns all the mistakes. That's how it beat the, the world champion Go player. It learned not an infinite number of mistakes, but let's say a hundred thousand possible mistakes it knew not to even try them it did it all within a week or a day or you get what i'm saying like yeah. it, 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 it it's advanced because it's already attempted all these things and realized that didn't work mm -hmm. and that's where humans give up they say oh that didn't work i must this must not be my path right and they give up when it when it doesn't work out the way they try to pick up the guitar and they make a few mistakes and I use this analogy all the time. I can't even play a fucking guitar. But I look at David Gilmore behind you right there, and I think, how did he learn to play the guitar? How did David Gilmore come up with a sound that changed music or, or Jimi Hendrix? Do you think they, they come up with this original sound? Okay, so I wrote this thing. I was telling Dakota, I was like, I'm not a creative person. I'm a mechanic. I'm an electrician. You know, I'm a guy that understands mechanisms. I'm not an artistic person. I would disagree, but okay. I would too. <laughs> but at the time, I wouldn't. I, I would have disagreed. I would have said, I'm not creative. I kept making these videos and I was thinking, God, I'm getting lucky. Like, I'm just fucking lucky. Like, I can't believe I made this, right? And I was trying to answer how I was doing. I was like, why? Why is this happening? And I figured it out. It was thinking about music. It was thinking about David Gilmore, that painting. I was thinking about David Gilmore and Jimi Hendrix emulating, right? Emulate until you innovate. Meaning copy. Try to recreate something that you respect, love, adore, whatever. Yeah. Try to play this thing. The art, the, the creativity happens when you're sitting there trying to play it could be a Beatles song. He, yep. You get what I'm saying? You hear that? You made a mistake. Instead of trying to play the whole song over again, how about embracing the mistake and see where it happens? So what I'm trying to say is true creativity comes from the process of making mistakes. Everything else is a reflection in which already happened. That's not the way I say it. True creativity is in the process of making mistakes. You have to make all these mistakes, but it's it's about embracing those mistakes and seeing what could happen. This motherfucker never created anything. He allowed it. 
He got out of the way. Mm. An artist that paints a painting. If they're a true fucking artist, they would never have a painting that ended up in the garbage. Right? It was that brushstroke that revealed something. It's like, oh, fuck. I did that. Mm. So I started talking to these artists, and I started saying, just be honest. Your greatest things, did you do it, or did it happen? Everyone. It happened. It happened. When Chicago figured out the love ballad. Remember Chicago and the love ballad in the 80s? Like, they couldn't get away from it. They were so good at creating that, that thing. They fucking hated it. It's like painting the same painting yeah. over and over and over. What I'm saying is, is that creativity, and why do we admire it so much? Creation, the root word creation. Only God can do that, right? Mm -hmm. God creates. I think it's why human beings admire creativity and art. It's because humans, it's really rare that someone can create something. I don't think we can. I honestly don't think there's a human being that's ever been directly responsible for any art. I think all art was discovered. I really do. Now, I think once it was discovered, it could be replicated. It could be emulated. That's why I say emulate until you innovate. And innovate is to create something new. So anyways, that was a long-winded version of what mistakes. That's it's why mistakes are so goddamn important. Without them, we would never innovate. But, I mean, do you... Do you realize how many people have made mistakes in their lives and it has changed the course of their entire being? It's like, changed this, this reason why spoken word exists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really has. It, so it's changed so, I mean, it's, you know, sent people in different directions, totally different directions in their lives. Yep. But there's that, I mean, for example, there's that one prisoner, that one, you know, guy that's done a bunch of time, whatever, and he yep. turns into the, the uh, police chief of New York City. Yep. You know, it's those rare individuals that, again, they were practicing life going into that. You know, they were, yeah. they were, he, he was, who, who was to know he was ever going to be that type of, you know, law enforcement person, but he was practicing life and he, and he knew it. And, and so he didn't, you know, he had a really sharp turn to the right mm -hmm. or down <clears throat> and grabbed himself with the bootstraps, as they say. I mean, I don't know, something, that, but again, I just think that the concept of practicing is, yeah, is it, it takes the pressure it's versus practicing saying, versus winning, you know, versus competing or maybe not competing. Cause I always, we all compete, but you know, I'm just saying that again, that's a huge decision. That's changed someone's life. The guy went to prison, you know, he decided to make himself better and, and did what he did, but there's degrees of change you know funny? And, and failures that we've all had that you can take them any way you want. You know, it's not, I don't know. Well, I think what's funny is, is if anyone's listening to this, I hope not. It's dumb fucking luck that we all haven't went to prison. I uh, could I could talk to any human oh, being just Jesus. about yeah. right I, I, over something stupid, uh, something that was so innocent, but we've all done it. Oh, we've god. all made oh god yeah. mistakes that could have sent us oh, to prison. Oh god. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you hear about this. I say it's just dumb fucking luck. You hear about this shit on the news and these kids are like going to prison for doing X, you know, and, and it's, it, it seemed like such an innocent prank. And, and then you realize like, Oh yeah. God, yeah, I've done that worse. You know, I've, yeah, that's, that's a, uh, yeah. There's, that's, so we're, we're talking about this guy. He was lucky. I, I think people that remind me which guy we're talking about. The guy that became the police chief. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That guy. Yeah. Right. He was Sorry. exposed to, yeah, okay. So I was getting my hair cut. <laughs> 
and my hairstylist, I'm not a religious person, mm-hmm. not like a religious person. I'm not saying that I, I don't want to get into it. There's a lot of beautiful things that I would love, that I love to research and discover. But anyways, I, I, I tend to lean a little bit more towards science. I didn't start that way. I started off right, whatever. Yeah. What I'm trying to say okay. is, is that we have these amazing conversations. The hairstylist. I, I tend to lean towards science. By the way, these are not debates. These are both for us an exploration of ideas. For me and you? Oh, no, no, me and my hairstylist. Oh. I'm talking about today. Oh, okay, yeah. But she said this thing. She said this thing today that just kind of captured my attention. And I don't know when she discovered it. It may have been today or yesterday. But she said this thing. She was talking about a testimony. Do you know what a testimony is? I do. So you're in church. You remember that yeah. when you were a kid? You know, yeah. Hey, come up and give your testimony. And I never thought about it, right? She was talking to me about what you were talking about. Why are people opening up to me? Yeah. And I was able to understand what she was saying. She was basically, I think, talking about what I was doing was giving a testimony, right? I was, I was, I was, I was, I was being vulnerable. I was talking about being vulnerable. I was talking about telling my truth, right? Mm -hmm. And she was talking about, oh yeah, I was thinking about this, uh, the whole concept of what a testimony is. And she, she brought out the root word test. You, you have to be tested to have a testimony. You, you have to go through something, which means you had to have made a mistake. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no way. Yeah, I'm, I'm how, how could you have a testimony? How could you witness had you not gone through something that was difficult? And had you gone through something difficult, it was obviously against your mother or your father's best interest. Therefore, you fucked up. Do you understand the importance? Like a testimony wouldn't exist had you not fucked up, made a mistake, oh, yeah. learned from your experiences. Yep. Therefore, it is not a failure. It, in my eyes, it's not a failure. It's a failure when you give the fuck up. It's a failure when you're like, ah, fuck it. I don't know. You know, and you just give up. Other than that, it's you're constantly learning. No, I agree. I totally agree. How much time do we have? We gotta go. Good night. It was a pleasure. Hey, have you killed it yet? That was pretty random. Pretty fucking awesome. I enjoyed well, it. Well, I, I think we'll go back and kind of. I think we're on the right track. I think I, we need more of this, and it was our first attempt. But it was a lot better. It I, was. I, I mean, look, oh look. God, I mean, a, yeah, I mean, I mean, fuck it. I, I'll take that over that shit any day. Yeah, 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 I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I felt. I mean, again, it was weird. It was almost like, it was almost like we were business partners. Yeah. versus friends yep. and the whole point of this was just to talk as friends like we normally do yeah and it was fucking weird to talk to you like a business partner i know you we know? always have interesting conversations yeah. but anyways i don't want to get into it anyways yep. it was a pleasure episode three are we done ah so long no nah, i'm just kidding <laughs>